in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the sci-fi action film, The Matrix Resurrections, written by Lana Wachowski, David Mitchell, and Alexander Heeman. And this is directed, of course, by Lana Wachowski, back to direct after being one of the co-directors of the three original Matrix movies. So this was interesting. This popped up. Uh, the last Matrix movie came out in 2003, The Matrix Revolutions. And uh, not a spoiler here for this part of the review. Uh, as we remember, Trinity and Neo, our two main characters, died at the end of that movie. So, of course, everyone's like, well, how are they going to be able to come back for a fourth film? And the keyword resurrections in the title there. So the fourth film, the Matrix franchise. So before we continue with this, this is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Whoa, that was cool. So, okay, let's start here, Taylor. Yeah, I will say this much. You know, Keanu Reeves, this is one of his like top you know, memorable roles, Neo and the Matrix movie, as we talked about just recently, was our season closer for season two, was, you know, a groundbreaking film, not only from story, but also just the visual effects and, and you know, the sci-fi element, the plot, the action. And, the, you know, as the, as the trilogy progressed, I mean, clearly it did kind of go down a little bit in quality, but there was still a story to be told. You know, they had to kind of go a little bigger, a little bolder. So for them to come back, 18 odd years later to have this follow-up there was going to be huge expectations from fan base and also for maybe a new generation to discover the matrix you know this was going to be released uh simultaneously in theaters and hbo max this was the last big film of 2021 for warner brothers deal uh so i will say i was pretty hyped for this and the trailers were really well done i mean the trailers definitely gave you a vibe of Whoever this version of Neo is, he's being repressed in his form of the Matrix. He's taking blue pills. He's got a therapist with blue glasses. Neil Patrick Harris uh, clearly has a psycho boss, Jonathan Groff, and he's having these dreams, these visions. So I was excited to see, like, how are they going to follow this up? Is this a reincarnation? Is this a new character? How is it you know, going to work? And then the movie started. And folks, this movie was just, uh, I wish I could take a blue pill to forget this movie ever happened. Yeah. Um, what are your <laughs> thoughts on Matrix Resurrections? Um, well, so the thing about, like, I actually, when I f saw the first trailer, I wasn't super jazzed about it. You know, we live in a world, we live in a world full of sequels, um, you know, sequel after sequel, uh, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm quoting the boys, sequel after sequel. Yeah, yeah. And um, so a uh, great show on Amazon, you should see it. But, uh, you know, I, so then the second trailer came out and I was like, okay, I'm kind of hyped. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, go back into this uh, universe, so to speak, and this world. But when I started it, you had seen it before and you were kind of like just pre-warning you without any spoilers. But the whole like 
first half, I'm like, is this like, is this a like supposed to be like taking itself seriously, too seriously? Is this a comedy? There was moments where I was laughing where I probably shouldn't have. And I was kind of like, you know, I think 30 odd minutes of this film are clips from all the previous movies, first of all. Yes. So it was kind of like, are we so just lazy. like... lazy. Um. Yeah, so if you haven't seen the other movies, you could just watch this movie. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, you could. You could it kind of just gives you a brief uh, catch-up of all the movies. But yeah, so this this film, how it how it picks up is Thomas Anderson is back in the Matrix and he's a little older. He's got the long hair and he is a famous video game developer and his current game that he's working on is going to be a groundbreaking thing, but his original big thing that put him on the map with this huge video game company is the Matrix. He made a video game based on the Matrix trilogy. So it's so meta to, to really kick off is that they're like, Oh, those weren't actual, you know, didn't actually happen. There were video games, which I guess you could kind of go like, okay, I can kind of go with that premise because I mean, the matrix is so ridiculous with its bullet time and like all that stuff. So you're like, maybe I can go with it, but it's just like hacky jokes and like weird commentary on the movies itself that didn't really make any sense to me that I was like, are we making fun of our own franchise while we're making a new movie from the franchise? Yeah, to add insult to injury, we are basically casting but not recasting roles where we've got, of course, we the only we only have a couple alumni uh, from the previous films. We have Keanu, Carrie Ann Moss. But what the problem was, then they have a character who's supposed to be Morpheus, but he's like a different Morpheus. And, you know... I don't know why they just to make another character. The The actor who played this Morpheus version did a great job. I thought for what he was doing was really well done. I mean, yeah, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II. We've loved him so far and stuff he's done. I mean, of course, he was great in Aquaman. And, uh, you know, he's popped up in uh, Watchmen. He was great in that. And so he's he's been doing really well. And again, it's like he was he was cast to play this new version of Morpheus. You can't be against him automatically because he's not Lawrence Fishburne, but the role didn't work because it wasn't Lawrence Fishburne. Because again, it felt like we're just copying and paste from what Lawrence Fishburne did before, but also again, still adding these jokey comments. Like I remember the, the moment where he first wakes up in that, you know, the big white room that they have where they kind of do all the training and stuff. And he's like, whoa, I remember this. And then Morpheus comes in and he's like in a yellow pimp suit and he's like got a martini. He's like, uh, you want to, uh, you know, remember this bit? I was like, uh, is this where I give you the speech about, uh, you know, uh, this is a reality. I was like, what? Like, it's like, is this supposed to be like a SNL skit or something? Like I almost thought like it was kind of like jokey. And then, so I'll take that. But then Jonathan Groff's character is supposed to play this new iteration of Smith. He's still playing Smith. Now I heard that originally, Hugo Weaving was supposed to come back, but because of scheduling conflicts and COVID, I would have bought that. I would have been happy to have him back in that role. But if you can't have him, I would have just created a new character. Don't even like, like, okay, Smith died. Let's move on. And it's like, you can't, that Hugo Weaving, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne, amazing, but Hugo Weaving defined that villain. Like that's like one of his best roles ever. And it's almost like, why try to almost duplicate his performance? And it's like, it, it, it's not intimidating enough, especially 
Jonathan Groff, he doesn't have that gravitas. Well, Jonathan Groff almost comes off like just like the more dramatic version of Taika Waititi and Free Guy. Like he's the <laughs> exactly he's the video he's like the the business boss of this video game company. If you said Albuquerque boiled turkey, I would have I would have I would have walked out and there. <laughs> I mean, gosh, it was just like everyone's living their lives, and I'm the uh, you know oh and then. And yeah, it just, it didn't work. And Mr. Anderson, I'm like, uh, Smith would never have said that way. That's a little too dramatic. Um, he'd go, Mr. Anderson. But um, yeah, so we have these recasting characters. And the last one we had to talk about, which I guess I will say of the three worked the best for me, was Neil Patrick Harris as the architect. Well, in this one, he's called the analyst. He's called the analyst, but he's basically the new version of the architect. And he's, I like that it was the masking as this therapist. Um, and again, the color choice, you know, there, there was some good things in this movie. The blue glasses, obviously the blue pills. So he's, you know, we, we find out the big kind of, if you will, twist, if you will, is that Neo and Trinity were saved by the machines after the third film. They did not die. So over a long period of time, 20 years, they were healed, put back into their pods but in a special area of the machine city and having them so close but not too close within this new version of the matrix produces this huge amount of energy and it's something that you know so this neil patrick harris is playing this new character that he's basically the creator of this what i guess would be the seventh version of the matrix because the sixth one was the last one we saw and he's also enhanced the use of bullet time um, and he, I like that he was like, got that from you, Neo. Um, so he has this kind of trippy, which I think visually what kind of did work really well was kind of cool. He could go into like bullet time whenever he wants to slow down everything, but he could kind of move faster than everyone else. But that's the big twist is that he's kept them alive, but separated. That's why they keep having these recurring dreams that they were in the matrix before. What, I don't know your thoughts on this. It kind of annoyed me. It almost kind of retconning that neo was the one it's like he really wasn't one because it was it was because of trinity that he had the powers so it almost kind of it's like going back on all the events like if you see the scene like where um in the first one where he got shot but then oh she kissed him and then it was their powers combined it was like almost like captain planet not one there are two you know yeah what I mean? so it was kind of like our powers yeah. combined so it was kind of like i, I don't know i kind of got annoyed with that because it kind of like basically retconned everything that happened the other one that really it wasn't all neo but i kind of like that where it did give trinity a little bit more like power she wasn't kind of the sidekick but she always did kick kick some serious butt throughout the yeah she was always i mean she's a badass and you know definitely knows how to ride a motorcycle but when they're when they're back in the when they're back in the real world it was i think some of the better parts of the movie was seeing like older you know neo on the ship uh you know we have to mention here jessica henwick as bugs is a great new character one of the best that she stood out as one of the better characters for this film um both in the real world and the matrix she really has some great stunt scenes and the blue hair and then you know when she's in the real world i think she's the most genuine new character but uh we have jada pinkett smith back as niobe and that was really cool i thought that was a great like way to be like oh this is now where humanity is now instead of this uh you know zion failed essentially um because you know even though the 
the machines started having war with themselves. That was kind of an interesting concept. That, that was definitely, you know, I thought that was one of the highlight points that, you know, there was the idea that there were programs that if artificial intelligence, they could not all be bad. Like the programs would think for themselves. And I like that fact that there was good robots. So I thought that was kind of a cool fact. And then um, especially when you had, it was kind of like nanotechnology to have the, um, like Morpheus come out in the real world. Like as this, I thought that was a really cool effect and some of the other ideas. So I thought that was very interesting. And I thought, okay, that's kind of cool, like interesting concept. And this huge new human civilization IO that is, you know, way beyond what Zion ever was. And they've perfected um, even the atmosphere, you know, using energy and stuff to have like pure air and all this and stuff they're growing so, like, their own growing their own vegetables and fruit because that's always that was always the joke is that they had to eat the slop now they're growing strawberries and they're like we took the dna strand that we see in the matrix and just made that and it's like oh and like does it taste like a strawberry you know how do they know it tastes like chicken is that why everything tastes like chicken you know the whole yeah. concept <laughs> but i thought that was like one of the more you know better scenes of the whole movie was just the, the whole sequences in there um and you get that like there really was a big piece because of what neo did with you know sacrificing himself to make a deal with the machines um and then again it's just you know we have these programs that go haywire and so it's like now we have to go back and uh and this whole the whole big end sequence of like all right we're gonna go in and we got to save Trinity because she believed in me. She believed I was the one. She's my love, all that stuff. It just, I was hoping for like just such a bigger, better end action sequence. And it was very boring to me. Just constantly this, this motorcycle chase through. I did kind of like the new concept of not only are there, are there agents that can do the whole, like, you know, they can suck in anyone's body. With the swarm. Well, the bots. I thought that was a very modern concept. You know, think about when we're trying to get those PS5s. You know, the bots are sticking them up. <laughs> the bots. And like, so like everyone, like their eyes turn all green with the Matrix code and they all start just hunting. Oh, that was that that was a creepy little thing. That was cool. But it was that was a cool moment where like, you know, I'll I'll make you deal with the analyst. He's like, you know, if she says she wants to stay, then you know. Yeah, you know, if if not, then you know, I'll I'll you know I'll go back and I'll go back into the 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 matrix as it is. And that moment where she's like, "Stop calling me Tiffany. My name's Trinity." <laughs> and then just badass Carrie Ann Moss for a moment. But the whole action, you know, I look back to the original Matrix. We had that great big end fight scene with Agent Smith and Neo leading up to him trying to escape from the agents, and then you know eventually the bullet catch and and all that stuff. It was just more iconic, and even. Even looking at like three, like the whole, I mean, I know it's ridiculous. Smith and Neo's giant water ball fight, Dragon Ball Z style, all while the machines are having this huge war. But I just wanted more from this ending. It was like motorcycle chase. Okay, Neo, Neo keeps using his power of like force push to like, all right, force push the car, force push that thing, force push that thing. Then we get up to the top of a roof, force push the thing. And then the probably the worst moment of the film for me, honestly, in terms of like how it looked. When they jumped off the building and then they're like trying to fly, but Neo can't remember how to fly anymore, which also that was such a dumb moment. Can you still fly? Whoop. Guess nope, not. Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, and then it looks like Trinity is clearly hanging from a wire, like flat and then holding on to him. It just looks so cheesy, so bad. I was like, this is not, 
It didn't have. It didn't give me any like the dun, 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 dun. It didn't give me that. I think what what it didn't give you the thrill or exhilaration, and I I agree with you that it basically was there was nothing new that they added to the genre that they haven't already done. Okay, motorcycle chase done, running away from agents done, um, but they're in a helicopters attacking us done. The only thing I could say that I guess was kind of cool that was new is instead of doing you know as in all the original trilogy. When they want to go back into the real world, they have to go through phone line. They could just go through mirrors or portals. That was kind of cool that, you know, they've kind of upgraded their tech. Uh, you know, this is 20 odd years later. Oh, no, it's 20 years. What he thinks is it's actually 60 years later Yeah, yeah, yeah. is that they can now travel through mirrors. And that was kind of cool because that was always a cool. I remember the first movie, you know, the whole thing where he touches the mirror and it's all like it goes all over his body. So that was a cool concept that they could do that. Otherwise, yeah, there was not really anything new, and it just felt like a lot of rehash, a lot of maybe fan service, a lot of let's go off of nostalgia. I will say it was fun to see Keanu Reeves back in this role and even Carrie Ann Moss, and I liked being back in the world. I just didn't like the plot, and I didn't like the choice of the meta comedy that I felt like didn't work. I feel like if you had the plot of, they're still alive. They've been healed by the machines. There's a new version of the Matrix. We have these new villains, and we have to go back and save Trinity once Thomas has woken up. That could have worked as a plot, but you needed to have Lawrence. You know, I guess there was that scene where Lawrence Fishburne that you know they go in the caves on Io, and there's a huge statue of him. So you get, oh, I guess he's dead. So there's no possibility of him coming back. And I'm like, that's a bummer because if this this movie didn't do very well opening weekend, I don't know if they're ever going to continue this. But if they do. You know, Hugo Weaving was like, I didn't have the time to do the, this one, but I'd come back. But I'm like, are they even going to do that anymore? Because Smith at the end was like, he kind of helped him at the end. Yeah. He was like, I like this body. I like what I have. I was like, this is so stupid. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and again, like I reiterate, having the scenes of flashback of the movie, it's like, what was the point of watching these other ones? And I think it was kind of like, you know, they relied too much on fan service nostalgia, but not in a good way that I think it really dragged down the film. Um, but again, it's, you know, it's just like one of those things, like, just because we can do something, does, do you think we should? And I think the big issue with the, their talk there, like, there's no plans to make more of these. I'm like, well, what was kind of the point of this? It's like, if we really want to go back to that world, let's, there's other mediums that we could do or TV or things like that. So unfortunately, yeah, it wasn't all we wanted. And curious to see how this uh, film will stand the test of time. Uh, but clearly you can always go back to enjoy the original Matrix trilogy, which now for all those who are kind of like two and three is not that great. Looking pretty good now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just like the original Star Wars, the prequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. But you can continue to watch the Matrix Resurrections in theaters or streaming on HBO Max. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.